Britney Spears turns 30. Rick Perry doesn't know anything. The Gingrich that stole Christmas takes the lead. King drops out to focus on full-time cheating. Larry King will be frozen. Justin Bieber passes Kim Kardashian from behind. And Obama takes a vacation. Plus, my guest, Megan McCain. All this and more during the... Last Week on Earth. The Bengali. We will not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Oh my god, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. But did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. If you didn't get the idea yet, this is the last week on Earth with Ben Glebe. I am... Ben Glebe. It's really the last week. I said it wrong again. It's last week on Earth with Ben Glebe. There's no the. A lot of things happened during the last week on Earth. However, like always, um, I'd like to thank you for tuning in again, for listening again. Um, we had a pretty good first week, um, considering we debuted at number nine, the number nine comedy podcast, I guess, in the world, on the globe. Um, that's not a bad first week, you know. I'm disappointed it wasn't number 10. 10 would have been a rounder number. Um, that is echoing in my head, in my headphones like crazy right now, by the way. I feel like a rapper at the beginning of a, we turn up in the headphones a little bit. Um, hello? Testing one? Yeah, it's still echoey. It's echoey. I don't know if it's echoey to the home audience listening. Do you think it will be? Not, definitely not, because that would be annoying for an hour. Um, it's echoey just in my ears. It's been that way for years, though, actually. I should probably let our sound man, Jay, know that. It's been echoey in my brain for a long time, so maybe that's just me. Um, a lot of things happened during this last week on Earth. You're listening on Smodcast, the Smodcast Network. Special thank you also to Kevin Smith for giving me this show, and, um, I'm excited to be part of Smodcast. It's an honor, and, um, hopefully we're gonna be doing some good, uh, programs, you know why that is? Because of the dogged determination of one man and one dream to absorb all the news that took place that calendar week and to translate it into words of a different sort. Beautiful words. Strange words. The show this week, by the way, is brought to you by Strange Words. Um, we lost our grape sponsor. They felt we were too body and inappropriate last week, and they are out. So, fuck grapes. 
Grapes can do their own damn thing. Um, I'm good with words. Uh, we do have a guest today that will be calling into the show shortly in just about 10 minutes. Um, Megan McCain will be calling into the show. She's a dear friend of mine. Um, you guys know her as an MSNBC contributor, a writer for the Daily Beast. She has also came to prominence as the daughter of John McCain, who is a senator for these United States and almost became president a few years ago. We'll talk to her about that, that experience, and get her thoughts on what's going on politically in the country and get her thoughts on some very stupid pop culture shit. I want to talk Kardashians with the McCains. That's what I'd like to do. Um, it's been a crazy week, and just to start it off, Britney Spears turned 30 fucking years old. 30! She was 16, it seems like, just 14 years ago. And suddenly she's 30? How does that happen? Tell me how that happens. I mean, it is true. She's been around for a while, but it seems like her, she, her image in our head is innocent. She was this schoolgirl who, in such an adorable way, with pigtails and a little schoolgirl outfit and skirt, uh, ruined the innocence of our entire country. Just stripped away every last bit of innocence we had as a country to sell records. And, you know, bravo on the one hand, but on another, maybe we got to... I don't know, put a couple checks and balances on uh, what we allow the young people in this country to see. Maybe that's the only thing at the time I'm really like strongly in favor of regulation is when it's in shielding the eyes of the young from things they're not yet mentally prepared to experience. Um, that's one. But, you know, the country's grown up with Britney. We're all a little more coarse now. We're all a little sexier as a country. We've gotten our sexy back. Timberlake helped get us there. Um, you know, there's a lot of possibilities. Who knows what Britney will do next? Maybe she runs for Congress. I'd like to see Britney Spears, who one time, by the way, said about George W. Bush, as you might have seen in Fahrenheit 9-11, she says, I just think we should trust our president no matter what he does or, or or say is. By the way, that's a perfect Britney Spears impression if you're in the market for one. I'll sell mine to you. The show's also brought to you by water, keeping me alive. Water. Water's delicious because as you drink it, and it goes down your gullet slowly, you realize that it's what sustains us. It's a clear beverage. Sure, it's mild. It's mildly refreshing. It's mildly life-sustaining. It's mildly what we need to survive. Water. It's delicious if you think about it. we got a better sound effects guy to do swallows at the end of it. But, you know, it's just a test. It's a test ad. Occupy LA got kicked out this week. Villaragosa! The good mayor changed his tactics. That's the way he wants you to pronounce it, by the way. We've been over this. 
Um, Villaragosa! Villaragosa, Villaragosa! Why you kick out protesters? Villaragosa, Villaragosa! Why you got to be a turd? Uh, he decided at midnight, kick him out, sweep him out of there. He did it, and um, it went pretty peacefully, thankfully. Uh, there were a lot of arrests. The camp is gone. The beautiful village that had been built there is taken down. There's no more beautiful village. Now it's just a government lawn again. Sure, there's some holes in it, you know. You know, but it was a beautiful movement that just got stripped of its location, and I think that is... Not necessary. At least L.A. handled it respectfully. But there was a great protester in D.C. because their camp recently got taken down just a day or so ago as well in the middle of the night. And they had built this big wooden structure to shelter a lot of the people who were camping out in this park. And the cops said, we have to take it down. We have to get rid of this um, structure. It might be unsafe. But they felt like they were being kicked out because of their, their being a thorn in their sides. So they're pissed. And some of them stayed on top of the structure. The government had to use a cherry picker to get them out of the, the top of the structure. Which you feel like that would be too small a machine. Cherries are tiny. Human beings are much larger. I feel like you're going to snap your cherry picker on your first attempt. And then you just, now you don't even have a way to get cherries. And the, and the protesters are also still up there. So nobody wins in that scenario. The only person that wins, I guess, is the cherry picker manufacturers. They sell more machines now, but that's totally not even, you know, cherry picker manufacturers are part of the 1%. Selling billions of dollars in cherry pickers every week. I don't think that's cool. Um, the search results came out this this last week. The top Yahoo 2011 searches of what our nation was fixated with during this last week on Earth. And I think it's pretty telling of our society what the top ten were. Um, and I have it written down in front of me so I get it correct. I'm trying to find it for the love of me, for the Christ of my balls, for 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 the hell of it. I cannot find the list. But... No, I got it somewhere. So for the next 14 minutes, we're going to listen to me search for this list on my computer just for 14 minutes. Now, maybe I'll get back to the list in a minute when I find it later um, because we have a um, call that has just come in, and I believe it's from our guest who I'll be getting to in just a minute. Let me just uh, round out what we were saying with regards to the list. The Yahoo Top 10 searches list comes out. And the number 10, I want to read them to 10 to 1 backwards. The number 10 most searched thing, according to Yahoo, was Osama bin Laden. Makes sense. Big year for bin Laden in many ways. Um, number 9, the Japan earthquake. Big event. It might still be leaking, to be honest. I, I feel like it just leaks out there and people stop talking about the story. That's my personal theory, at least. I'm not going to go over there and do dip tests or anything. Um... Jennifer Aniston was number eight. I guess so. She's been in the news. American Idol, number seven, boosted by the pants on the ground guy who is a genius, and he's underappreciated in everybody's opinion. Then came Lindsay Lohan. I think that might have just been her searching herself. 
a lot. There's a lot of news she had to keep up on. Uh, J-Lo was more searched than that. Then Katy Perry. Kim Kardashian was the third highest searched person in the world on Yahoo. And um, a lot of interest there. People really, really want to keep up. I feel like we just hear titles and we do what the title says. Keep up with the Kardashians? I guess we have to now. And they want to keep up. Number two was Casey Anthony, which, you know, it's a big, it's like real life law and order right there. Very sad case. Justice was not done. And the number one search was not a person, was not a murdering mother or a cheery sexual singer or a drug addicted movie star or a natural disaster or a terrorist. It was a device. It was, of course, the Samsung Epic. No, I'm kidding. The iPhone. It was the iPhone was the number one most searched thing. I don't have one. I'm not feeling that one. I'm jealous. I, I searched it. Um, oh, really? Jay has an iPhone. He just rudely pointed out in, in front of me to show. Really? All right, sound man. You got an iPhone. I raise you a Samsung Epic with no battery. The thing lasts four minutes. Let's please welcome um, to the last week on Earth. My dear friend, you know her as a contributor to MSNBC and as a author of best-selling books and a writer for the Daily Beast. Please welcome Megan McCain. Hi, Ben. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Absolutely. Thank you for taking some time out of your evening. You just moved to New York. What are you doing to me? I did. I know. I moved back to New York City, and I like, didn't tell anyone. I had to go quickly because I got my new job, and I had to move. I had like a day to look for apartments in New York, and I found one, and then I moved. I'm sorry. No, I understand. I understand. We'll have to hang out via telephone like, like we're doing now then. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So how did the job come about? Tell me exactly what you're doing for MSNBC. Um, I'm just new contributor for the election. Um, they don't have a ton of Republicans on MSNBC, so yeah, I wonder what you know, they hired me to do commentary for the election. It's fun, you know. That's really cool. That's really cool. And, and you're doing stuff on on uh, Rachel Maddow's show. Yeah, on Rachel Maddow and Lawrence O'Donnell, and basically the all the shows and the show that just premiered um, like three weeks ago called Now with Alex. It's on at noon. Um, it's really fun. It's like a round table of people and um just basically wherever they want me. So, That's cool. Fun. That's really mm -hmm. cool. Now you're you're entering the female Republican pundit game. You have stiff competition <laughs> there. You and Sarah Palin are now head to head. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um I know the pundit game in general is a weird it's a weird, trippy place and it's actually a lot smaller community than I think people realize. Everybody like sort of knows each other or knows of each other and um does wolf you know, blitzer run now. all the meetings <laughs> no but i love wolf blitzer i love Wolf blitzer did you see when herman cain called him blitz blitz let me tell you I blitz know. that should <laughs> no, instantly now I can only call him that from now on i know that should instantly be the only thing he's ever referred to by america I know. I love it. And I tweeted something. I was like, I wonder if any like chicks he ever dated like called him that before Herman Cain did. <laughs> I was dating a guy last name Blitzer. I'd probably call him Blitz all the time too. Oh, really? But, if you yeah, did or or you did? Oh, no. If I did. Oh, if I you did. I never dated anyone with the last name Blitzer. 
I think that should be a goal for both of us to find a blitzer at least <laughs> once in our lives. Okay, you find you find a guy and I'll find. Him. Okay, nice, and we'll double date. <laughs> Sounds good. Nice. Um, so you uh, mentioned Herman Cain. So let me ask you: He dropped out of the race this last week. That is a big development. What are your thoughts generally? I know I was never a big Herman Cain supporter. Um, you know, I just didn't think his like campaign was that organized. Um, and anybody that's quoting Pokemon in like any kind of campaign speech, <laughs> I think probably is not taking it entirely seriously. And you know, <laughs> I don't know. What do you think of Herman Cain? Because you're not in politics. What do you think of him? I mean, I, I yeah, I just think you can't take him seriously. He's he seems like a fun guy. He's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I definitely would want to hang out with him and get pizza with him and totally. a drink with him. He seems like a really good time, but I would I love want to him be. Like- I would love to be in a BMW sitting next to him when he drove me up the <laughs> block, and he puts his hand ever so softly on my thigh. <laughs> God, is that, is there, that's allegedly <laughs> right. Allegedly, but here's his his big problem though. He is the worst denier I've ever seen in my life. I know he likes 999, but he keeps denying, denying, denying. I mean, I know, but like not well. It was like when the lady apparently, and I just saw this when the the woman who accused him of having an affair with him, you know, when you have all these phone records, I mean, I'm no detective and I don't know, I'm not, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about, but, you know, I mean, in that sense, but it seems like if you're calling someone that much, you probably have some kind of relationship of some kind with them. And he's like, I barely know her. Yeah. You know, somebody's calling me 60 times in a week. Like, I know (laughs) each other pretty well. I barely know her. We would just talk for 40 minutes a day, every day. (laughs) I know. And I I would pay for all of her expenses in life. And my wife didn't know about her. But other than that, that was just, it was just the kind of thing I like to do once in a while with hot girls. I know. I know. I know. It's so weird. And he's just the worst liar. He, he did not deny well. Like, he was on Blitz's show after that debate on the Situation Room, and he says, and uh, Blitz says to him, so did you have a sexual relationship with this woman, Ginger White? And he goes, no, I did not. And mm-hmm. and he goes, so if she says you had a sexual relationship, she would be lying? And his re- response verbatim was, well, let's just see what she has to say. Let's just wait and see till it comes out. Yeah. The answer in that yeah. instance is F. No, it is not. Yeah. That's like when I was watching Jerry Sandusky's interview and right. um, they asked him if he was attracted to young boys and he like paused mm-hmm. for a while and he's like, well, I enjoy children. I was like, okay, the answer is no. And anything <laughs> other than no means yes, he's pervert. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. The answer is no. That's one answer. That's it. So yeah. Exactly. Anything other than no means yes, which is the opposite of what the truth would have been in the instance earlier. I mean, that's the worst story ever. He made it worse this no. week when he um did another interview. Now he did a TV interview, and his lawyer, who, by the way, also had to settle a sex with an underage person lawsuit. Jerry Sandusky? Jerry Sandusky's lawyer. They're like buddies who Gosh. like are like watching each other's backs like pretending they don't abuse abuse underage people or something. It's ridiculous. Oh my gosh. So but he's gross. like it's so horrible. And he's like really lax with his clients. So he lets him do that first thing with Bob Costas. And then in this T V interview, he again tr- he tried to clarify the question that they asked him about whether or not he's attracted to young boys and he goes, 
Well, the reason I said yes, because when they asked me if I'm attracted to young boys, the answer is yes. <laughs> I'm attracted to, to young boys and to young girls. Now he just doubles it. It's the it's the saddest story. I mean, it's the worst story and the most disturbing story in the news. I think it's been in the news in a while. I mean, I know I it yeah. was just grossed out most of America, and you know I hope Jerry Sandusky goes to jail and he needs to reprimand him like he should time. be. At at disgusting. that moment, his his lawyer jumped in and said, "Yeah, but you mean not sexually?" And he goes, "No, that's what I'm trying to say. Not sexually. It's like these people not only are horrible human beings, but they also <laughs> need to be coached better." So gross. All of it is just—it's horrible. Makes you like not want to believe in humanity. So, but how are th- you doing, Ben? How's everything in LA? <laughs> How's your new podcast and your career? So, we're not talking about pedophiles yeah, all good, night. Very, very good. Good point. Good point. Good, <laughs> good transition. See, you're a great host. I've been telling you that. <laughs> um, I'm doing good. I'm I'm uh, chilling here in my apartment. I'm uh, uh, overlooking my view of Hollywood. Um. And, uh, just kind of reflecting on like a long week. It's, it's been a lot of, uh, a lot of fun stuff happening lately. Good. How's your stand up? Stand up's going good. I just did the Palms in Vegas, uh, two weeks ago. Oh, you did the Palms in Vegas? That's so fun. Oh, it was a, it was you should have invited me. Oh, I true. love the Palms. Would you have flown out? Maybe if I could. Oh, that would have been fun. That would have been fun. Did, um, the, I heard that club is a little hard to do. I'm friends with a few comedians that say it's like sort of a difficult venue. Oh, really? People loud. Yeah. Oh, no. I have the opposite experience there because like I'm, I'm very adaptable when I perform. So like, and I love playing to the crowd. So I'll, I'll just Maybe go just with better it. better than they are. <laughs> that might be what it is. That's your assessment. <laughs> That's your review and I'll accept it. That's so fun. You didn't put, um, I don't know. I was looking at your Twitter, but I didn't see anything. I did well, post it you. that week. Thank you so much. And, and, uh, so fun. And to plug your Twitter real quick, it's at McCain Bloggett. Yes. You don't need to plug my Twitter. I feel like Twitter is the weirdest medium. I love it and I hate it all at the same time, but I'll never quit it, even though I threatened to one time. What but do you hate I about it? Twitter. What do you hate about it? I just hate I can be too impulsive with it. I'm sure you can too. Like yeah. sometimes you just think something's funny and like so a lot of my Twitter followers, like some Twitter followers don't always get the jokes and then they think I'm being like, you know, insulting right. or I don't know. Everybody is so everyone gets so offended so easily and you know, so you have to, I have to be careful sometimes. Yeah, it's true. I you know. you're like a rebel in the Republican Party. You speak your mind. <laughs> And you have I don't these... know if I'm a rebel. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of what Republican ideals are and just all patriotic ideals is to stand up for what you believe in and speak your open mind and use your free speech and carry a gun and all those things. So I think in that way, a rebel is a compliment. And carry a gun and all those things, yes. Well, thank you, Ben. Thank you. Are you? Do you love Twitter or do you get sick of Twitter? I love it. I love it. I um, I've, I've you get po- asked out on Twitter. That's a, uh, yeah, I do. By I mean, out with someone on Twitter. You did? No, have you? No, I haven't. I'd be too scared. Yeah, didn't you tell me you were considering it one time? Was I considering? 
considering it? I probably have considered it with people. Oh, yeah. There was one person, but he was like sort of legitimate. Like I knew people that knew him. Right. But um, then he, he has a girlfriend now, so that he's always tweeting about. So no, yeah. I didn't, <laughs> didn't work out. And no, but I wouldn't go out with like a stranger on right. Twitter. Yeah. But and I've met friends through Twitter. I've done that. Cool. I met um, Michael on Twitter, basically. I mean, we met on a podcast we, or a pilot he did, but then we became friends on Twitter. So now you're talking, like of course, time. about television and films, Batman, Michael Keaton. Tell us about him. <laughs> no, okay. I wish. I of love course. Michael Keaton. I love I Michael, love Keaton, Michael Keaton. I'm talking about Michael Ian Black, if you want to talk about. Michael Ian Black's hilarious. Yet, uh, yeah, you want to tell us about the uh, project you guys are working on? Yeah, we're writing a book together, which is coming along slowly but surely. Um, and it's going to come out on the 4th of July. And we went on a road trip this summer in an RV for a month. And it's just about um, all the different places we went to and all the people we met and how he's married and has children and lives in the suburbs in Connecticut and is very, very liberal. And I'm single and I live in the city at the time I lived in L.A. And um, just I'm obviously conservative in our differences. And I hope it'll be fun. It's been fun writing it. I it'll be feel like fun. an odd couple. It'll be fun no. for sure because Megley and Black is hilarious, and you are one of you're one of my favorite people because you're so <laughs> you're so opinionated in like a lovely way where I think people can't help but like you. So, can you please blast that to everyone on the internet? Because there's a lot of people that also don't like me, but I appreciate that. Ben. For sure, I, I, I just blasted that. it to the airwaves, <laughs> but I will try to remember it and then write it later. Maybe <laughs> Jay, to everyone you know, you can write that shit Thank down. You. Of course, of course. Um, Do you have like a co-host or a co-producer there? No, it's just it's just me and my guest. Oh, it's just us. It's oh. just us. Just once, can we try <laughs> to make it Megan McCain now? <laughs> and how is the podcast going so far? I think it's going swimmingly. That's fifty percent up to how you feel about it. Oh, no, I just mean like since it's launched because oh. I remember you telling me about it. Yeah, I, I was getting excited to get this thing started for a long time, and um, it's going great. We launched last week at, as the number nine comedy podcast on planet That's Earth. That's so cool. Oh, my God, congratulations. Thank you very much. I don't listen to that many podcasts, but I listened to Adam Carolla's um, rant about Occupy Wall Street. Today. Yeah, what do, you think about, what do you think about the Go Occupy ahead. movement? You know, I went down there, like, now it's like a month and a half ago, and um, I thought the people had, like, some really legitimate complaints about, like, the government and, you know, the disparity between the very wealthy and the poor in this country and the fact that, like, the middle class is completely disappearing. But yeah. I kind of have a problem with how they've executed it at this point. I mean, they're losing me because I think they should have a message and a leader, and now that you have the world's attention, what are you going to do with it? And it seems like they're not doing that much. So yeah. I would like to see more, but you know, it's by, by movement standards, it's still a young movement. What do you think of Occupy Wall Street? Yeah. I mean, I think exactly the same as you, cause I've been supporting it and I really believe in their cause. And I actually went and spent a night at the LA Occupy. And, you did? In yeah, a tent? In a tent. Yep. And oh my I, God. and, uh, you. thank you very much. Yeah. I wanted to spend one night and really see what it was like and kind of like live what they were living and went to their like GA meeting in the morning um, and, uh, you know, as they were literally like kind of building a, a democracy from the, from the ground floor. So that was really beautiful to see. 
and like really kind of inspired me again to like what's possible from a movement. And, you know, like you said, it's a shame that they're not more organized after all that, but it is still pretty new. Yeah, it is still, it is still pretty new. Um, you know, I, we have had several conversations on TV about it and I, I think like there is validity and a lot of the anger and a lot of, you know, the, the issues that they're, you know, bringing to light in the national media, but I just think it, it has the, it has the potential to sort of lose the public's attention if it doesn't get, you know, some kind of leader, um, right. in some form. But, I had the idea you know. that maybe they should sit down kind of like a, AFI, kind of like an AFL CIO merger or like hopefully a SAG after one, sit down and, and talk with the Tea Party and talk about joining forces. I know. There is a lot more that those two movements have in common than I think people realize. The anger at, you know, like sort of capitalism and crony capitalism in DC is, um, you know, basically both of the issues they're bringing to light, but. Absolutely. I don't know if they'll ever actually, they're ever actually meet. Did you do like comedy for Occupy? I saw somebody yeah. did that, like perform comedy for them. Did you do that? Yeah, I performed down at, at City Hall, um, did uh, all my political material there, and then I also did a video for Funny or Die down there. Oh, that's cool. That was, was very good, Ben. Thanks, really cool. Megan. Um, <laughs> so I heard recently your father, of course, for those who don't know, is a, Senator John McCain. Yes, and, he is. <laughs> and an American hero and an awesome guy. And um Thank I met him once. That you crashed his his before I met you, you <laughs> crashed his press conference <laughs> a while ago. Which I true. later saw on the internet and my mom thought it was so funny. That, and I did too. And you're ballsy to do that, Ben. That is scary <laughs> to do with all the secret service around. That was scary because I was acting like a weirdo. Um <laughs> That was so, and I saw I recognized a bunch of the journalists that were angry at you. Yeah, One Kelly, of O'Donnell Kelly O'Donnell was pissed. Yeah, I love her. She's the nicest woman, like the nicest reporter. She's like such a lovely person, and she looks so angry. Yeah, NBC's Kelly video. O'Donnell. She was totally pissed. And then there was another clip where where she was yelling at me, but I was like, but. And she's like, I appreciate political comedy. I appreciate political comedy, but in certain <laughs> venues, and I shot back. I'm like, yeah, that argument would be valid if it weren't for the softball questions you guys are tossing up. I was at least oh mixing gosh. it up a little bit. I made an actual argument for my having crashed it. And I was like, I'm at least giving us a chance to see how the candidates handle an unusual situation, which is also an important thing for president. You know? <laughs> Didn't you ask him, like, how did you get such a hot wife or something? Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, <laughs> and he was like, he was so uncomfortable. He was like, uh, next question or something yeah, like that. It was great. I go, I go, I've seen you accomplish things that are hard to do. Um, like, for example, how did you get such a hot wife? And he goes, uh, I don't know the answer to that, my friend. Uh, but. <laughs> That's so funny. But then yeah, still, I showed my mom that, and she's like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you did that. And I was like, I know, it's funny. Compliment they, to you, Mom. That is very <laughs> cool that, that that they both had a sense of humor about it. And then I followed so it my up. my mom thought it was funny. That's awesome. <laughs> I followed up with an even crazier question. People, you, uh, you can find this clip, by the way, on YouTube. Just search Glebe McCain, and you'll see it. But um, it's uh, – I then asked a follow-up question. I said, how do you respond to people who say that you're not black enough to be president? Oh, my 
gosh, what did he say to that? He just said, that is not a serious question, my friend. <laughs> Which is a fair response, very fair response. When he's when he gets angry, sometimes he answers things with my friend. Yeah. <laughs> like in high school, when he would like, when I would get in trouble, when he would have to like punish me, he'd be like, listen, my friend. <laughs> I knew it meant like punishment time, like I had done something, so... That is not that's a serious ho- question, my friend. That's Get hilarious. Out of here. Exactly. But you didn't do it with President Obama. You I didn't did also. Gosh, one of his. No, I did was also. He as funny. He was. He was not as funny. I mean, he was. He kind of could tell I was joking, but the the story there is. Um, I said to him, and they wanted me to ask him like a uh, um a really crazy question that I thought was going to be like offensive ethnically sort of. So I I said I didn't want to ask it. They wanted me to go up to him and say, um, if you want that uh, grassroots middle of the country, would you look at the camera and say, get her done? Oh, my God. And I refused. That's horrible. Yeah, I refused to do that. So I came up with a different question that I was going to ask. And I said to to, uh, to Barack Obama, I shook my hand, and I said, um, uh, Senator, you consider yourself a green pro-environment candidate? And he goes, Yes, I do. And I go, and I go, um, do you think America is ready for a green president? And I made it a race issue. I made it about his, about, about being green. And he smiles and he laughs and he goes, and he goes, absolutely. I'm positive that they are. (laughs) Well, that's good. He kind of had a sense of humor about it too. Yeah, he was totally cool. And then he immediately walked away from me. Crash anyone else? Hillary Clinton, too. What was hers? Hers was the funniest one. You'll love this one. This one was, um, was, I, yeah, I was following Obama and Hillary on the campaign trail in Oregon for this pilot called CQC. Uh, it's a very popular show in, in uh, Latin America. It's seen by like 50 million people a week and they were trying to make an American pilot. Um, Mm -hmm. so after an event, I go up to Hillary Clinton and I go, um, Senator, and this is in the last throes of her campaign, right? She's hanging by a thread, and I wanted to, to you know, give her a boost. So I said, uh, Senator Clinton, this question helped your husband a lot when his campaign was in trouble. Um, maybe it'll help you. We've learned so much about you. Only one thing remains. Behind the pantsuit, boxers or briefs? Oh, my gosh. What did she say? And her eyes, her eyes just kind of go wide, and, and she goes, as she's backing up pretty quickly and she goes and she just lifts her, her thumb up to the camera. Kind of a, give you a thumbs up. Give me a thumbs up, which I don't know what that meant. I don't know what that meant. She's probably just trying to, you know, I mean, as someone who's been on the other side, some comedians are nice like you are, but there are some people like Howard Stern has people that sometimes crash things that just like want to cause drama. And then sometimes you know, if you ever saw Anthony Weiner's press conference, like sometimes yeah. like the whole thing just goes rogue and, you know, random people ask random questions and it can get out of hand. So Yeah, he went out in disgrace with that press conference. Yeah, that was the weirdest press conference I've ever seen to this day. It was insane. He was like trying to give a serious speech about why he yeah. first started running public office. And people were shouting like graphic yeah. sexual things at him. I know. it's It was horrible. I know he was, you know, obviously didn't behave appropriately for a congressman but 
Uh, it was weird. And even beforehand, like it was kind of like, like, uh, like someone else, like Andrew Breitbart started answering questions before he came, like from the media. Cause you know, he's like credited with making that come to life, I guess, or finding the picture originally. And right. I don't know, it was a weird press conference. So, <laughs> so I guess there's always that yeah, weird it, press conference. It was so weird. Um, that was a, that was an insane scandal. What, uh, what do you think of a, of another, national obsession that has overtaken us recently the kardashian saga the divorce <laughs> and if you do, I don't know if you heard this story but chris humphreys just filed for annulment he doesn't even want this marriage on the record books really yeah so it's like it never happened getting it annulled yeah it he never wants happened. he's he's claiming that he feels played by this thing I actually like the Kardashians. I watch their shows sometimes if, you know, like whenever I'm in a hotel room or whatever. And they seem like the family that loves each other. And I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think they seem fine. I don't, they don't bother me. Like some, some things bother me. Like I think they're just kind of like, you know, living the American dream and becoming famous on E and, you know, I don't know. I, I like them. I like that the sisters are like close and, they squabble with each other. I don't know. Do you like them? I agree with you pretty much. I mean, I think there's there's definitely worse subjects of ridicule when it comes to like reality shows, like your Kate Gosselins and things like that. Yeah, or, I mean, yeah, that show was. I didn't like that show because there were children involved, right? In or, that show. or Nadia Suleiman, the Octomom, who just came out this week saying that she hates her kids, she despises them sometimes. What? Like she, yeah, she. That was another thing that was that, that was said this week i mean she her whole image is about how much i love kids and i just want to have a billion of them and i'm so happy and a year in what two years in her lips are too heavy to keep yeah but that doctor should have been you know never should have impregnated her with so many children i mean true i don't know and i i hope that if you can't afford how many does she have does she have 13 Something like that. She has 14 kids. I don't know. It's just, you know, it's unfortunate that she's gotten so much attention. And that's obviously, a, you know, again, another example of a potentially dangerous way to become a celebrity, you know? No kidding. So in that respect, the Kardashians do love each other, and that's cool. Like, there was one clip, though, that I tweeted about once. Like, I kind of think the one that is the least cool in some ways is the mom chris jenner like actually said one time on the show on this one episode she goes um where there was something challenging part of her business enterprise and 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 empire and something with her family and she it was the same impetus and she goes you do not mess with my family and you definitely do not mess with my business Well, it's the same thing for her, right? Exactly. Family. True. I mean, but I'm like, yeah, honey, I mean, you phrase that backwards. Yeah. I mean, she's built a big empire for them, and, you know, they're kind of like the the main people at E right now. And It's true. I don't, like I said, they don't really bother me. I, I, you know, I think Kim Kardashian is gorgeous, and, you know, is she like my icon and my personal role model? No, but she, you know, she, I don't know, they're entertaining people you know i agree i agree and kim kardashian is gorgeous 
she is. She's beautiful. I think they're all pretty. I think all of those girls are pretty. So you know who else you know. is gorgeous, in my opinion? Hmm. Larry King. <laughs> you think Larry King is gorgeous? That's not exactly true, but it's a good transition to my next story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Larry King this week said on that dinner thing that he had, that like dinner show, that he is being frozen when he dies. And uh, Seth MacFarlane said to him, you want to live forever? And Larry King's like, yep. Oh, would you want to be cryogenically frozen? I'm not against it. I think that's not a bad idea. I mean. How about you? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think maybe just being buried when I die is, I don't know. If I'm really, really old, I don't know if I want to come back to life with a really, really old body. You know what I mean? I mean, Yeah, but I don't if we know. can start growing other spare parts, though, and we can have a fairly young <laughs> body. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know Larry King thought that, but brush um, off all of our dead cell, to... all of our dead There's skin something. cells every every morning in the shower with an extra strong loofah to make sure we don't uh, send any any uh, DNA samples into the government that is watching us. <laughs> There's no yeah, gene exactly. for the human spirit, Gattaca. Isn't there um, some famous baseball player that was cryogenically frozen? Yeah, Ted and Williams. I yeah, and and Walt Disney. Walt so they're, Disney. He's, he's among friends, you know. I guess or <laughs> people, other people. I don't know if they're hanging them. out, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't think I'd want to be cryogenically frozen, though. I think that's weird, and just the idea of like, no, nah, it's a little creepy. I don't think I want to do that. But if I had the option. Living though is so fun. That's the flip side of it. <laughs> living is really fun. But and I that's don't know. clearly I the way I think like, that we would be able to come back. Because look, they can already freeze sperm. That's the trippiest thing to me. They really? can freeze sperm for like twenty years and then unfreeze <laughs> it, and it's back to life like one of those mail-in, <laughs> like, like a like a one of those mail-in sea monkey kits. <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird, but you know, good for people that need that done yeah but i'm saying know. so if it's possible how how far could the leap of science be to get it to where we can just unfreeze our 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 full-grown selves if i can be brought back to life if i was like how i am now and not like a very old person with you know back problems and all the things that i'm sure will happen to me when i'm 100 years old right. then that's good but i don't want to be brought back as a very very old person what about just and a also, brain i plugged believe into in the plugs. afterlife so i don't Ooh. know Bringing in the afterlife angle. A little like, I don't know. So, okay. Interesting now that he thinks that. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I guess I don't believe in as active of an afterlife. What, what sort of act of, of afterlife do you, do you think that there is? Um, well, I believe in heaven. I do. I believe when you die, if you have led a, led a fulfilled life, you go to heaven. Um, you know, I don't like the concept of hell, but I believe in some kind of, I mean, it's complicated. This is way too complicated of a question for your podcast. Probably. But I, at a general term, I do believe in the afterlife. You don't? You don't believe in the afterlife at all? And also, by the way, I don't think anything is too deep for this podcast. I'm, I'm delving <laughs> in. I'm diving okay. in. Um, okay. Um, I believe that something happens to our energy, and I would like to believe that there's some kind of consciousness attached to that that we can regain and kind of travel with. But that's about as best as I could figure makes any sense. Well, you believe in something. That's good. Yeah, you know? for sure. I don't, I just question, you know, the idyllic biblical version of heaven where it's like 
puffy clouds and everybody's wearing robes and playing the harp and having like great buffets and shit. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I mean, I think they're I'm I'm open to I'm open to you know ideas of different things, but I do believe that something happens yeah. when you die. I have a joke in my stand up. I say like everybody probably believes that heaven is open bar, but really it's probably like every other awesome gorgeous place on earth it's like very hard to get into and once you get in it's beautifully decorated drinks are 14 dollars. <laughs> isn't that the truth right. that's so true that all the bars you try and get into it's so true heaven definitely so is gonna be expensive drinks it's just a fact heaven's if heaven exists <laughs> in an actual physical form i would love it if it was like a cruise ship <laughs> I'm sure surrounded by nothing but beautiful women. Oh, that would not and be horrible. For you. That would That's not be horrible. Idea. Well, yeah. What, right. Who's going to fight that cruise cruise brochure? <laughs> what would exactly. be in your ideal heaven? My ideal heaven? I don't know. I mean, I guess just lots of friends around and, you know, like I said, drinks and music and good times and the drinks are free. Nice. I don't know. It's just, you know, a happy place <laughs> with no war and no famine, all that stuff. That would be good. I don't know. Those are good top two for sure. How is your father, by the way? Oh, that's right. You haven't that. needed luggage yet oh, when I do. When you do, he's please. My man. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Uh, he's doing fantastically. He's doing fantastically. He uh, works at a... Uh, did he come see you at the Palms? He did. My dad has always wanted to see me play Vegas, so my mom and dad drove I up. I can't believe you played Vegas and didn't tell me. You have to tell me next time. You don't yeah. know how much I love Vegas. Okay, yeah, I please come. We and will party it up, And the Palms is like girl. my place. Like, I love them, and they've been so good to me for years. I, I will only stay at the Palms from since a few years ago. Yeah, I love the Palms. The, the Maloofs are awesome, and it's it's a blast there. Come out next time. You and I will dance the night away. We'll go to Ghost Bar. We'll go to Playboy Club. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. And then we got to find, and then our goal for the night will be to find Mr. and Mrs. Blitz, a brother and sister duo that you and I can date. That would be the goal <laughs> of the evening. That is a great <laughs> idea. We can, we can even market it in advance. We can like look in like local phone books, send free trips to Vegas to all Blitzer families. And you'd be, well, I guess you wouldn't take her name, but if you'd take her name, you'd be Ben Blitz. Ben Blitz. That's pretty good. My name is Ben Blitz. How are you? <laughs> I'm Ben Blitz. I'm going to fix your tires. Like 70s porn star That's name. right. I'm going to fix ben your tires, Blitz. and then I'll fix other holes. I'm Ben Blitz. Ew. <laughs> Sorry. Ew. But ben, um, ben Glebe is already a good name. Thank that's you. That's a good name. Thank you for you your know? support. Thank you Very for your support. Catchy. So is Megan McCain. That's a wonderful name. Oh, thanks. I would never change my name. My friend is getting married. She's changing her name. And I was like, I can't envision a last name that would flow as well as Megan McCain does. And like, I feel like I've like tried to make something out of my name. So I wouldn't want All right. to change it. Let me it. just just the sound of this though. Megan Glebe. Megan Glebe. Megan. It'd have to be McCain hyphen Glebe. Uh, like I'm open I feel to that. that. McCain Glebe. Like. Is that okay? Megan McCain Glebe is one of the best, most hilarious names I've ever heard. <laughs> that, Megan McCain Glebe. All that right. is hilarious. Although maybe Glebe McCain. I'd like to be top of the ticket. <laughs> okay. Glebe <laughs> McCain. <laughs> or we could just run for office together. and That could do it too. Man. One of the two. Let's do one of the yeah. two for sure. So 
did they put you up in a nice room and did you stay the whole weekend? Yeah, I get a nice and suite when I'm there and I stay the whole weekend. My brother and sister-in-law came up too. My brother, by the way, runs Silver Greens Restaurant in Santa Barbara. Two locations. Check it out. Silvergreens.com. Check it out when you it. can. Amazing sandwiches, sal- salads, soups, pastas, um, fresh-made shakes, I believe. Right so, on. Yeah. It's it's amazing. You got to go check it out, Megan. If you're ever in Santa Barbara, Silver Greens is very tasty. I will. Um, I will. So other things. Your name on the marquee. Oh yeah. Well, it used to be on the marquee like gangster style all week long. Now it's just mm-hmm. part of like a six minute video loop. Oh. So it comes. Not as cool. My name and face comes up every like five minutes, but it's not as cool as it used to be. Where I was like, I felt like Sinatra back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I would like pay big money to have my name up there for no reason. Like the Ponds presents. Hell yeah. David McCain for no reason. Gambling this weekend. That, um, well, you know, they had a debate. The debates at in Las Vegas. They had a Las Vegas debate, and it was at the Palazzo or the Venetian. And I was like, they should do it at the Palm. Totally. <laughs> Make things get really crazy. Herman Cain would have a better time. Herman Cain would have a better time. a lot of viewers. Rick Perry would get drunk on maple syrup. Probably, probably. Um, are you um are you a Democrat? I don't even know. If you had to vote for a Republican, is there anyone you would support this time around? Uh, if I had to vote for a Republican, I mean, honestly, I like I like um, Huntsman kind of a lot, and I like Ron Paul. You like Ron Paul? <laughs> That's I mean, like that. You're more of a libertarian than if you like Ron Paul. No, I just it's not even about party affiliation. Like I think party affiliation is a poison. Personally, like I just think we need to look at each person for what their individual beliefs are. I think trying to put ourselves on teams just polarizes our whole country right out of the gates, and well, that's true. it like creates all this unnecessary fighting. So, so I just want to go case by case basis. And he's the only one that like admits certain truths and speaks plainly. He's not pretty to look at. He's not slick. He's always like another another thing that that I I, I have wrong, and I'm pissed off telling you. <laughs> that is true. It's like he that should hire true. like a he should do like a Cyrano de Bergerac kind of thing, and have just like a good looking Romney type dude or a Rick Perry type dude stand in front of the podium, and he can be behind there being like, and then tell him you cut these departments. <laughs> I know, I know. He really and his suits never fit him. That was the one thing that I always observed is that he needs to find a tailor. To fix those suits he's wearing, they never seem to fit him properly. But yeah, very true. But like even mm-hmm. even a president Ron Paul would cut out a lot of the BS pomp and circumstance that we allow for for no reason. Like why is Obama still doing the turkey ceremony at the White House, pardoning the turkey? It's like you're at the helm of two wars. <laughs> because I think that's the type of thing that's just tradition, you know, like White House tradition. That actually doesn't bother me that much. I don't really care. Um, but I don't know. I think Ron well, Paul about... is sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go. No, ahead. my take on him is like I always I like things that he says, and it's like, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. And then he'll say something, and it's just completely off the cliff, off the deep end. Right. Like in my opinion, just too extreme for any kind of like actual governing. And I right, don't know. That's I agree. my take on him. I agree. He even like sometimes gets flustered in the debates. He'll say some extremes, say some extreme shit, and then the, then the moderator will go, um, "But, but how would that work in reality?" And he's like, "Well, in theory, it would be great." <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of collapses there a little was, bit. 
from SNL sketch that when they were making fun of him and um, they were like, would you help uh, if a like basket of burning puppies were rolling down the street, would you, and they were on fire, would you help them? And he was like, no, I would let the puppies burn, <laughs> like under sun. And that's like always what I think of now is like, let the puppies burn. <laughs> like, Ron Paul. And I, I'm not doing that sketch justice, but that was like. <laughs> that's hilarious. I, I remember. Know. Like, yeah. Let the puppies burn. So angry. <laughs> let the puppies burn. Totally. Like, I would not help those burning puppies. No. They got themselves into that situation. That is so (laughs) funny. That is so funny. I know. Another big thing this week in just the week's Google searches, Justin Bieber overtook Kim Kardashian as the number one most searched celebrity. What are your thoughts on this development, Megan? You know, I don't. I'm way too old to be a Justin Bieber fan. (laughs) I hope I don't get Justin Bieber crazy people, like, you know, sending me nasty tweets after I say this, but he just seems like a child to me. I mean, again, I'm I'm 27 years old, so I'm way too old to, you know, find him attractive, but he just looks like a child to me. And I. Child or not, I'm asking about his music. Are you in love with with, with the music that burns in his soul? You know, other than that baby song, I couldn't name a Justin, and I don't even know the name of that song. I just know the, the I think like, it's hook baby. to it. But I think it's baby. baby, okay, that's the only song I know. It's not Me bad. too. Baby, baby, baby. <laughs> ooh. Yeah, that one. That was my yeah, best no, impression. Said one of my good girlfriends saw his movie. Um, I, I don't even remember the title. Like never too Survivor. late to say you're sorry. Never too late. Never yeah, say never. She, she was like, it was Bieber three D. And she was like, it was so good. He's really inspiring. And she's my age. I was like, he saw a Justin Bieber movie and he thought it was really inspiring. She's like, you know, you're making fun of me now, but that's a really good movie. And I was like, I'm not seeing the Justin Bieber movie because, like, I'm three years away from 30. Like, I'm not seeing the Justin Bieber movie. You can't. You can't. Britney Spears just turned 30. Can you believe that? No, I read that this week too. I love Britney Spears though, and she looks amazing. And she does. I'm like one of those team Britney people for life. I love her. And, yeah, she's bounced back, know. man. She really had that low time, and then the news would literally say they'd be like, "Will she ever be able to come back?" And back then, I was like, "Yes, of course, she'll come back in like a year." She just went through a divorce and had a rough time when that stuff happened. It was shaved sad, her head but... and just attacked people with umbrellas. It's just what you do <laughs> when you're going through a bad breakup, Megan. <laughs> well, I mean, I think she's going through a divorce. She had a rough time, but you're right. She completely bounced back, and I always thought she was going to bounce back, too. I was always one of those people. I was like, she's going to make a big comeback. Oh, yeah. and I want to see her in concert, and I love Britney Spears. I love her, too. I actually saw her in concert once. I was at the live HBO show in, like, the fifth row, rocking out. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Was she good? So good. Back in the day, it was like her Hit Me Baby One More Time tour. or No, no, it was the, it was the Dream Within a Dream tour. Yeah, no, she's cool. She's really good. I know? like her a lot. What do you yeah. think about Lady Gaga? Because something that came out this week, she just released another video, Lady Gaga did, and I watched it. It is, the the song is called Marry the Night. It's 14 minutes long. The song does not even start until nine minutes in. Um, oh. It is this intense scene. She's in some, some kind of mental institution. She's dressed like a bird at points. She's naked at points in a bathtub it was very interesting i believe i will probably have nightmares for about five weeks (laughs) i'm gonna have five weeks of standard gaga nightmares but i liked it what do you think of her i love lady gaga i mean she's like been the soundtrack to my nights out for like the past two years i mean i love her and i love her music and um i think she's such an icon and i love that she's you know different than 
sort of like other pop stars. And I haven't seen that video though. I just heard she like douses herself in Cheerios or something. Yeah, she does. She uh-huh. douses. I mean, she. I've never found her attractive, but this video she kind of started to win me over a little bit. <laughs> For the first time, she kind of started to win me over a little bit. <laughs> no, I love Lady Gaga. Yeah. Love her. What do you think about um about well, I'm not sure which story to cover next. There's a very interesting Saudi Arabia story I want to get to in a second and an Obama and a Dr. Phil story. So which you choose, Megan? Where do you want the oh, Dr. Phil, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you a big fan, Dr. Phil? Uh not really, but you know, I think he's an interesting person. Probably did something crazy. You know how how your father's John McCain my father's Dr. Phil McGraw. <laughs> That's not true. You met my father. Um, I, was like, I'm, I was like, no, he's not. <laughs> doctor, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Well, I have news for you, Megan. Um, I, I am Ben's father. I'd be too scared. Yeah, he's, he's a, very scared. aggressive. He's like, what, 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 what your problem is, 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 <laughs> is you don't let me talk enough. <laughs> He's uh, very popular. I very mean, my popular. godmother loves him and like always quotes him. She's like, Dr. Phil says. I was like, okay. Dr. Whatever. Phil says it's like a rabbit in a jackhammer in a, uh, 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 outside he's of a biscuit like, um, dealership. He's like that, that cartoon character. Oh, that like. The, the Looney Tunes cartoon character, the, the cowboy. I remember. Oh, Yosemite Sam. That's who you sound like. Yosemite. <laughs> you varmints. <laughs> I know. I love Yosemite Sam. Yeah, he was a good one. Good he one. was always, he was another angry one. He's actually kind of Ron Polish. He's always pissed off, shooting his pistol <laughs> in the air. <laughs> yes, he is. He's a little Ron Polish. <laughs> Polish. Ron, Ron Polish could love use that some you're more like Polish. like a Ron Paul fan. I didn't know that. No, I mean, I'm not like, really, but just out of the like meager selections on the Republican field right now. Who are you a fan of? There's some good people. Who are you like? Um, I really like Romney and I really like Michelle Bachman. Those are the two people. Um, I, I mean, I think it probably, possibly will be uh, Mitt Romney, but I mean, there are things that could happen between now. I mean, we're still like a month and a week out, which doesn't sound like a long time, but in like campaign time, that's a really long time. I think that's enough time to like make things happen. And Michelle Bachman could still totally win the Iowa caucus and, I still think Mick Romney is going to win in New Hampshire, but I like both of them a lot. They're my two favorites. How do you how do you reconcile yourself though with with Mitt's seeming you know just total flip floppedness where he just wants to say whatever is popular at the moment because he has to say it and he doesn't doesn't care. You know, I don't think that's that the media is necessarily being fair about that type of thing. I mean, even with his pro life stance, he said that he had how he originally changed his mind was that he did a lot more research into stem cell research and how it was being done. And then he started doing a lot more research into like, you know, not that when you want to talk about abortion on your podcast and, um, you know, but on um, abortion and whatever, and he just changed his mind. And, um, you know, I think he's a statesman. I think he has a great record. And the problem when people ask me questions like this is most of the time I've met these people in person. I've met Ben Romney and Michelle Bachman in person. And they're both charming and not necessarily the people that the media has been showing yeah. or they haven't had the opportunity to. And he's very funny, very charming family man and, you know, just on a, on a personality level. And I think that he would, he'd be great for the economy because that's his, you know, that's where his strengths lie. Right. I met Romney. I pissed him off too. 
You met Romney? <laughs> yeah. Why? At, at the Republican convention in 2008, I was covering it for NPR. Or 2007? When was the convention? In, in 2008, right? 2007. Um, mm-hmm. in, uh, Minnesota. Um, moments after his speech endorsing your dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the, they'd already announced, I guess, the night before about Sarah Palin. Mm-hmm. And, um, right after Mitt's speech, he's walking into the galley and I go up to him with my little NPR recorder and I go, are you bummed you're not getting the VP nomination? Oh my. <laughs> and he just glared at me so pissed. I couldn't even tell if he was pissed because he wanted it or, or just pissed at the question. I can't believe you asked him that. I know. I mean, touche, Ben. Lord. That's a crazy <laughs> question to ask. It's a ballsy move. I wouldn't ask anybody that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I like to see. Do you what... ever feel weird doing that? I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could go up to people and ask them uncomfortable questions like that. I'm not good at it in my private life. Like the second I get off stage, I I am a very different person when it comes to that. But when I'm there doing my job, where I believe in that instance, my job as a comedian and a satirist is to ask something that I think we get. What's that? Satirist. That's a good word. Oh, thanks. It's one of my favorites. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's our duty to, to do things that are going to challenge the status quo. They're going to challenge the people that are trying to become our leaders. And I don't see it getting done by the media. They, they, they go along with so much crap in my opinion that I think it's kind of, that I think it's very legitimate and like needs to be done to like, shake them up a little bit. Oh, no, and I, I believe in the importance of humor and, you know, obviously political satire. I just, I'm glad it's not my job. Yeah. That seems, you know, a little complicated. And is satirist going to go on your list of S's of the things that make your life go round? <laughs> what was this? Smoothies and salads. Uh-huh. Stand-up. Yep. I don't remember after that. All my favorite sex, things in life are one. Yeah, sex was, yep. I don't remember the next one. Saunas, smoothies, steak, salad, soup, sandwiches, stand-up, uh, spas. <laughs> sushi? Sushi. Oh, that yes. One? Big time. Spas? You go to the spa a lot? I don't go a lot I'm usually, but I actually just started going a lot. I signed up for like a membership at Burke Williams so I could get one massage a month because I always forget to do massages for like two years and my back hurts sometimes. So I wanted to treat myself oh. too. <laughs> Good for you. Thanks. You have to pamper yourself, uh, Megan. <laughs> yes, you do. I don't like getting massages. I always like in like a half hour and I'm like, okay, we're done. I need to go get my Blackberry. Like I just get very antsy. Really? I know it's no, supposed to be I relaxing. Love it. I love it. Oh, I have a hard time unwinding. It's why I don't like yoga either. It's like too quiet and mellow. Right. And I just want to get like, release tension. So it's like, like kickboxing and things like that. They're like really active and, you know, you like get out your aggression. That's the Republican in you right there. That's the Republican in you. (laughs) Well, when you exercise, I want to, like, wear myself out, you know, and, like, really, like, sweat a lot and, like, get out all the, you know, all your aggression from the day and stress and, I don't know. Because I'm the opposite. When I work out, I want to move as little as possible, (laughs) which is why yoga yoga? is good. I actually just do yoga for the first time, but I loved it and I'd like to do more of it. Um, I I also am trying this new thing. It's called Tan Si Chu Kon Lao. I don't know what that is. It does not exist, but oh. <laughs> that would be difficult to do probably because it's so hard to even say. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, well done, whatever. <laughs> getting, into, getting a lot of massages, doing yoga, and maybe some version of Tai Chi. Right. 
Um, I like to mix them all up together. A little Israeli Krav Maga training on top of it. <laughs> People that do that, that's crazy. That stuff, that'll get you in shape. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Training for the Israeli military will definitely get you in shape. <laughs> um, we, my friend did some, something, some did workout what? boot camp thing like that. Did it she work for great. them? Yeah, yeah, she looked great. Are they Israeli now? They're walking around like this talking, uh, tell you what, uh, it's well, a great workout program, was, you know? I don't remember if it was someone from the Israeli army or if it was um, just someone from like a Navy SEAL or something. I don't, remember. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway. It doesn't sorry, matter. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I'm going to move on. Um, okay. Okay. So there's so many things that happened this week, and I'd like to, you know, I I attempt each week to inform everybody everything that happened, so I would like to get maybe in more of a lightning round fashion. They're going to be like mini lightning rounds. In case rounds. the world ends? In case the world ends. I want, well, no. I mean, listen, what do you mean by that question? Because isn't your podcast called In Case the World Ends? <laughs> Not exactly right. I don't think there's one word in yours that's in mine, but it's close. It's called. <laughs> <What is it? laughs> it's called Last Week on Earth. Okay. Well, it's kind of the same. Yes, but but. Oh my gosh! I just I interpreted that in a very like nihilistic right. way. I was like, <laughs> "This is the last week on Earth." It's a Rorschach test happens. of people because it. Yeah. I just purport to fill you in on what happened during the last week on this planet. Well, I like the title. Okay. Thank you. Lightning Thank you. round. Lightning round. Okay. A um, a Saudi scholar just turned in a uh, legal argument to the government to continue their ban of women driving, arguing that if they let women drive, it would lead to rampant prostitution, porn, and homosexuality. Thoughts? <laughs> insane ridiculous <laughs> i i stupidest thing i've ever heard is what that is i disagree <laughs> megan because the second i got my license i became a gay porn star <laughs> who would sell myself on the side for non-filmed activities <laughs> i'm sorry to hear that it happened to you so quickly when you started driving you all of that happened get yourself out yeah at 16 ridiculous. it was like a sublime song <laughs> i didn't know that that's what you were doing as a teenager yep yep yeah <laughs> It was a rough childhood, but you know what? It taught me, A, a lot about money. I was great with a pocketbook. <laughs> what do you think of that? I think ridiculous. it is ridiculous. I think obviously women shouldn't be allowed to drive, but it has nothing to do with homosexuality. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, next lighting round. Next lighting round. Um, What was that sign you just showed to me, Jay? I didn't see it at all. I'm like snapping, trying to get your attention. Who is Jay? There is someone. Oh there. no, Jay is the the uh, sound engineer and uh, who's recording. But um, hi Jay. Hi Jay says Megan. He says hello. <laughs> this is why we don't let him talk, Megan. That was the most boring <laughs> He's eight like seconds. It's fun in your apartment, hanging out, doing podcasts. It's a your party. Sound engineer. Yeah, next time you're in town, you got to come be in the studio. I will, a.k.a. your living room. Right, and I have a full bar. <laughs> I have a full bar of, like, top-shelf alcohol, so it'll be fun. Okay, sounds good. Um, I'm going to get you drunk, Megan. I'm like, I'm not doing a drunk podcast, We're going to do a drunk podcast, video <laughs> and audio. You want, if you want your podcast to go viral, then that's a good way to start it. <laughs> right? If you and no I had a sex podcast. video, we would both be a lot more famous than we are right now. Uh, yeah, but then you got it. That's such a bad yeah. You just cut off for a second, but I think you said it's such a bad thing. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. It's such a bad way. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. I would there, not want that. Some things not worse 
It's a gross. Yeah, something's definitely not worth it. Plus the simple fact that it only really works fame-wise for the girl, not the guy. So screw I guess it. That's kind of true. Kind of true. I never. I ugh, foul. My. Ugh. I would just kill myself if there was anything like that out there. I wouldn't yeah, survive. That would suck. That would suck. Um, uh, uh, next topic. Sorry. Lightning round. Here we go. Um, I just was trying to, I was talking to Jay because my laptop, uh, battery is not charging, but now it's good. He fixed it. <laughs> All right. Now it's good because it was, it was getting low and the whole system would shut down. It would be a code for, uh, system <laughs> shutdown, Megan. Good day is there. What's that? <laughs> Good Jay's there to fix it. That's why Jay's here. If he was not here, this would have been a 30-minute pause in the podcast instead of eight seconds. <laughs> um, That's only eight seconds. Yeah, so also really quick, I realized two things that, that I didn't get back to finishing the point I was trying to make. One is that um, at the Occupy DC, they shut down the shelter, the big wooden thing that, that they didn't think was structurally sound. There were guys left on top, the cherry picker thing. We're all caught up now. Great. So then one protester stayed up on top till the very end, and they're trying to get him down, and he peed from the top of the wooden structure down and got arrested, and it was public indecency, but pretty hilarious. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a, someone who, like, defecated on a police car on the one in New York that, like, this picture that got a lot of play on the Internet. If you're really that curious, you can probably just Google it and they'll come <laughs> up. Like, what is with people publicly doing those things? Yeah. I mean, it's gross. That's totally gross. gross. And now you're arrested for public indecency. Yeah. Gross. And the cop one, that takes it to a whole nother level. I mean, just in the, you know... Number one and number two is a leap of of uh, grossness as well. Um, yeah. Next topic. Next topic. Um, <laughs> um, the Dr. Phil thing I mentioned, he said his biggest regret in life was giving himself a vasectomy. What? Let that process for a second. <laughs> yeah, you can't is even handle legal? it. No, it was gross. Is that legal? He was only the assistant doctor. There was no nurse or whatever in the room, so he was handing like tools and instruments to the doctor that was tying his tubes or or whatever it, it were. What the? Why? That is so creepy. Uh, 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 I'm so going to hand you a scalpel, and then if you don't mind uh, twisting my testicular tubes uh, oh a little bit. So gross. So Why gross. would he agree to do that? Why would he do that? I don't. I don't know. After their first kid, that they didn't think they wanted any more kids. Then he goes in the story. Oh no! I mean, I understand that. I just don't understand why you would do it yourself. Oh, um, because he really doesn't want more kids. He wants to make sure the job is done right. You know what I'm saying? That's the worst, Doctor Phil. He said that was his biggest regret. Yeah, and then I feel like he must not have a great sense of humor about himself or be able to look inward much because then he says. But, 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 but when my wife uh, said she wished we had another kid, I had it reversed. So luckily, my biggest re- regret I could undo. This is just a story he could have not shared. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't care. And it's How about gross. I a mistake, and, you know? I know. And just like, it's a little TMI about every, I mean, good lord. <laughs> something I really didn't need to know about Dr. Phil. Right. I know. I didn't hear that. It's really gross. So yeah, bad. really gross. Conrad Murray had the book thrown at him this week. Says he's going to appeal, but he was sentenced to the maximum four years in jail. What do you think about this? I think he belongs in jail. I think he killed Michael Jackson, and he was giving him all that medication, and 
you know, I think he's a bad guy. What do you think? I agree with you. I agree with you completely. You're not supposed to be having somebody uh, hooked up to to a uh, IV light or, or or to be taking that kind of of things, not even in a hospital, let alone without 24 hour care, right? Yeah, I mean, he's just a bad guy. Yeah, you know, not a great he's doctor. No, and he's like really weird about it. I mean, I don't know. My parents I, keep I telling me I should stop going to him, but I don't know. He has great lollipops. Ah, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, this I week, to Conrad Murray, right? Um, what'd you say? I said, don't go to Conrad Murray. Oh yeah. You should be the anti-spokesman for his, for his doctor's office. I will. Okay, good. Um, Rick Perry this week had a great inspiring, uh, uh, political speech trying to get out the young vote when he said on November 12th, when you all come out, all you who are 21 and up come out on November 12th and vote for me which is six days after the election, cutting off three years of eligible voters. Yeah, I thought that was really, really unfortunate when I heard that quote. I mean, you know, he made two mistakes, and it's just, I don't, it, what's unfortunate is that he just keeps making, like, just gasps, and I think he's probably really tired, because there's <laughs> nothing more, like, excruciating. I mean, the campaign trail is really exhausting, and I think he's just not getting enough sleep, but, you know, I mean, that. Say like again another thing like I know how many days are are until election day like there's you know there's four weeks until the election it's like you right. know maybe or until the prim- first primary but I mean I just I don't know I feel bad for him what do you think Yeah I think that you need to know what the voting age is and the date of the election like the the keep your eye on the prize <laughs> they say he's not he's, yeah he, his eye has been on the wrong date. Yeah, and the 21 thing is the weirdest, I think. True. Who doesn't know that? True. It's like a basic – I really think he might be like doing some kind of substance. Maybe he's like on pills for some of this or something. That maple syrup day. That speech or whatever. Live free or die. I mean it was really weird. It was like unexcusably weird. I didn't think it was as weird as everybody else did. I thought maybe he was just like getting caught up in a crowd in New Hampshire and – I don't. I didn't think it was like as weird. I mean, it was a little strange, but I didn't think he was like wasted or like on pills. I thought he was just maybe tired and a little overexcited to be in New Hampshire or something. <laughs> tired and overexcited. Yeah, I don't know. He might have been running. On I love "Live for Your Die" too, so maybe you know. I love saying that. So yeah, it's a good I phrase. Know. I know. It's That's not as good, good as their maple syrup, apparently. I know, I know. But I just think the worst thing he did was that when he paused during the debate, you know, that for me was like the worst. Yeah, and just could not think of the third thing, then forgot the second department for a second, then got that, then they fed that to him and he luckily remembered it. I know. So weird. So weird. Okay, um, a couple other, before we continue the lightning round, other quick things of business I should have mentioned probably a long ass time ago. Uh, subscribe to this podcast if if you enjoy listening to it on iTunes, Last Week on Earth with Ben Glebe, and also follow me at Ben Glebe if you at me during the week, hashtag it Last Week on Earth. Um, any question you want me to share on the air, any topic you want me to cover, I didn't get any great suggestions this week, so I didn't, I'm not going to mention one, but I will next week if you do. So write me, let me know what you think, thoughts, comments, questions, I'll read that stuff on the air and it'll be, you know, you'll be like, oh, that's the thing I think that I wrote and... We'll both know it's you. And that's all. If it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter if it's just the two of us, we'll be, we'll share that together. 
I'm um, excited you have a podcast now. Thanks, Megan. So this. this is episode number two. You're my second guest ever. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I'm your second guest ever. Who was your guest yesterday? It was I'm doing it once a week, so my guest last week um is uh was NBA rookie of the year superstar Blake Griffin. Oh, that's so cool. It was great. He's a very, very funny man. And he took the show to a sponsorship of strawberries and I thanked him for it. Oh. You but love strawberries. I remember that too. I do love strawberries. Thank you for remembering my interest so much. You're a good friend. Because <laughs> it was always S's. That's very true. Like strawberries, smoothies. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Did you ever come up with your list of things? Definitely not the same list you have, except don't. for maybe like steak, maybe. I don't know. This they don't have to be the around. same letter because I'm asking you on the spot, but list, if you would, six or seven of your favorite things in life. Well, politics, number one. Okay. Politics, Jack Daniels. I love Jack Daniels. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Country music. I love country music. Like every good Republican girl, <laughs> they grew up in a red state. Um, nice. boys, like of course, you have to include like men and all the things that come along with men. It won't be as vulgar as you were, Ben, with your essays. <laughs> 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 I guess it's like friends and family and I guess faith part of it. Church. I don't know. Lots of things. I think if you have good friends and good family and good food and good wine, you're golden. I agree. I think that's pretty much all there is. And it, a great, maybe a good a boyfriend slogan. and girlfriend thrown in there. Sure. You know? But you're like me. I mean, unless something has changed, I don't know. Like you and I both have like dating problems. I think that's how we like originally became friends. Yeah. There's a jungle out there. It is. Are things better with you now? Yeah. You know, say, you know, same old, same old. Um, um, yeah. I, you know, it's just hard to meet. Um, interesting people out there who who meet the very long list of demands that I have in my stupid brain. <laughs> Which is, you must love smoothies and sushi, stand up. Yeah, have you ever dated um a comedian? Oh my god, uh, we should definitely continue this conversation offline. <laughs> okay, <laughs> not a problem. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I guess that's like asking me if I ever dated a politician, but the easy answer is no. Oh no. So. Have you no. ever have you ever dated no. anybody weird? Oh yeah, I, everyone everyone I ever dated is weird. Really? <laughs> well, they end up. Well, it's just hard. I don't know. I have one of my really good friends um, that I went to high school with is like very happily married to um, this. Uh, he used to be a football player. He just he just left the Atlanta Falcons. His name's Coy Wire. Oh, what's that? Oh. Having time? No, hold on, hold on. hold on one second. Sure. Sure. Uh, caller, hold on for one second, okay? Thank you so much. Hold on for one second, caller. You have a caller. Are they going to ask us a question or is it your next interview? Yeah, actually, we have a quick question. It's actually my cell phone just rang and it's my best friend. Do you mind if I bring him in for about one minute? Oh, no. Does he want to just ask you a question? I have no idea. Yo, Jason. Right. Yo, Jason. Yo, yeah, man, you are live on my podcast. My guest is Megan McCain right now. Um, this is Jason Nazar, by the way, CEO of DocStock.com, D-O-C-S-T-O-C, a great uh, company that he runs. How are you, Jason? And do you have any question or something interesting to insert into the conversation with me and Megan as we're approaching the end of our podcast because we can deal with the business that you probably called about later? I'm good. How are you? My main point is, uh, I'm 
point is, why is Donald Trump going to be hosting the 1,000th Republican debate instead of Megan <laughs> McCain? I'm just saying, I, I would much rather watch Megan McCain host the Republican debate, and I think viewership would be up by 10 times. That's so a I great idea. <laughs> well, thank you. That's so sweet of you. I can't host a Republican debate because I'm not a journalist, and um, you know, neither is Donald Trump. Wait, but why couldn't you host it, Megan? I mean, you have to be a like, you have to be a news network. I mean, I guess up until this point, you have to be associated with a news network and be a journalist. Hopefully, you work to- for MSNBC, young lady. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of things would have to happen before I would host a debate. But I, I appreciate both I, of I your support. I'd like it to be a co-hosted debate with Megan and Ted asking questions. We could host an awesome debate. That would be well, great. One idea. thing that's really unfortunate is have MTV Megan used to have, like, forums. And then Ben would jump in with, like, the comedic questions. Nice. Okay. MTV used to have what, Megan? MTV used to have debates that they hosted, or uh, I guess, like, forums. But they, they're not doing it this election cycle. I think it's sad, you know? Well, you, there's, there's, there's no room for it, uh... Vinny from Jersey Shore is putting out music now. He put out <laughs> a song this week. It was controversial because this this douchebag does a rap song where he rhymed had a lyric about rape in it. And really, in the, yeah. And he immediately took it down from his Twitter. And in the song, perhaps even more offensive than that, he rhymed "ass" with "dance." Oh, what is? Uh, what was the? Good question, Jason. Thanks for calling in too, brother, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye, Jason. Oh, thank you. I'm not sure if you meant that for me or or, or for you, actually. I know. I'm like, I can't. I can't. He sounds like he's the bottom of the sea. He is. I'm just trying to. I'm slowly drowning (laughs) him during this question. Thanks, Jason. I'm not sure who he was wishing success to, but maybe we'll never know, man. Both of us. Both of us. us. Let's just say both of us. What do you think about that, brother? You know, yeah. What's that? We both have success. Yeah, that's very true. I think I think he probably wishes it to both of us. Yeah. Get yeah. It. So what do you think about his question? This week Gingrich met with Donald Trump. They had this like joint press conference. Trump's hosting the debate and Romney finally steps up, says I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, I mean, I think, unfortunately, I, the thing I don't understand, Carl Rove said this today, that, you know, the, the traditionally, like, as much as there are things I really like about Donald Trump, and I think he's like, brought a lot of entertainment. He Megan, doesn't, you, you know. Yeah, can you hear me? Sorry, now I just got you. So do, you, you, you like oh, Donald so Trump, he's brought a lot of entertainment. Doesn't work for the RNC. You know, he's not been appointed by anything to CPAC. He isn't a representative in any kind of fashion for the Republican Party. And he's also not a journalist. So I don't understand why he's hosting a debate. Um, you know, it'll, it'll, I think, and he says that he's going to host the debate. And then at the end of the debate, he's going to announce who he's going to endorse. And, you know, really, like, I mean, I don't know about you, Ben, but I'm not voting like, basing on who I'm going to vote for on who Donald Trump chooses one way or the other. <laughs> that's where you no and me fun. differ. That's, that's, that's where you and me differ. I do everything Donald Trump does. And that's where our politics, that's where our politics really divide. <laughs> that is no, very, very funny. Weird. What do you think as someone who's like not in politics? It's ridiculous that 
the Republican Party gives him any influence or credence. He's a clear huckster and and showman holding on to the birther controversy still, yet he's being taken seriously to moderate a, a debate. It's a yes, travesty. I will say that the, the birther thing is embarrassing. And um, the, I get asked about the birther thing like kind of frequently. I think people are just still curious about my opinion, I guess, or I don't know. Right. Um, but I, I always tell people that like my our, my father's campaign had like the most amazing war room possible, which is like you know where they like essentially you know it's the campaign headquarters where they you know look for information on people, and if they couldn't find anything, it doesn't exist. So I just think it's a very I think everyone needs to let it go, and it's embarrassing that that subject keeps being brought up. But that's not even my, my point. My my I totally agree with that, but. To me, it's so blatantly obvious that Obama was born here and that controversy is just people being very weird and not facts-based. It's that it's that because of that fact, don't you think most, most Americans know the birth of things bullshit? So if if this man is still endorsing those notions, why does he still get taken seriously? How come our politics, how come the Republican Party is letting us – letting that stay alive? Do you know what I mean? Well, I don't think it's the Republican Party. I think it's Newsmax, which is a very, 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 very conservative news outlet. Um, then I think them partnering with Donald Trump, they obviously want to do it for publicity. And um, I'm just grateful that this election cycle, like the last election cycle, there weren't these weird like caveats and there weren't as many debates. And, and the other thing that I don't like is it's two days after Christmas. And that means your girl is going to have to do commentary two days after Christmas on a debate. If this ends up being a real thing <laughs> so for just personal purposes, I don't want it to happen, but I'm yeah, so I don't sorry. think it's appropriate. And I think it's a very good move that Romney isn't doing it. Yeah, and I, don't, like... I think it'll be new Gingrich. Maybe it'll just be Donald Trump and new Gingrich having a discussion. I don't know. <laughs> right. Holding each other's hands. I know. And he's so clearly endorsing Newt Gingrich, I mean, in my opinion. Right, right. It's like a commercial for Newt Gingrich. He, like, suckers all the candidates in at the end. He's like, and by the way, you've all been trumped. I'm actually endorsing Newt Gingrich the entire time. You guys have been duped. You've been bamboozled. I know. He's such a child, Donald Trump. First of all, why can't he get the spray tan without the tan missing from his his sunglasses part? (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so creepy. But... He's like a child. Literally, Ron Paul said, I don't understand why this this march to Donald Trump's office like he can anoint people. And Trump responds, clearly, uh, Ron Paul is a small guy and he's a fringe and he's crazy and he's been that way for years. It's like the guy can't ever take an insult on, on the chin. You sound like Mr. Howell from Gilligan's Island. I'll tell you something else, Lovey. Lovey, I'm gonna take you under this under this teepee over here. And we're gonna have That's a three hour like. tour. No love. Like. No, how Thurston Howell the third's more like Lovey. I'm gonna take yeah, you. Yeah, I up. guess that's true. He has more of a British vibe. Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, um, this is the slowest lightning round in the history of lightning rounds, by the way, and I, I apologize. I know, this isn't really a lightning round. But I just okay, meant that I one. had to shoot through things. Okay, and we'll be done. We're, we're going to wrap this thing down. How long has it been so far? About an and hour and 25. Five, or are you editing it? No, we're not going to edit it, but it just gets immediately processed and uploaded, and it'll be on iTunes Wednesday. Uh, what would the date be? The first week of December 2011. Um, well, I'm honored to be your second guest. The seventh ever. Thank you so much for being here with me. Like you're a sweetheart. 
Oh, yeah. Of course. Um, of course. I know if I had a podcast, you'd come on. No, nah, I can't do it, actually. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then that means you're a jerk and I'm a nice person. I would definitely be there. Um, <laughs> and, uh, oh, also one quick thing that um, I got a lot of response this week from my Spanish listeners, and they wrote in, they said, Glebe loved the show, um, didn't understand any of it. So, <laughs> so oh, no. Are you going to try and do it in Spanish? Yeah, for them, I'm just going to do a very abridged version of Last Week on Earth in Spanish, real quickly, if I may. Okay. La última semana del mundo con Benjamin Glebe. Durante la semana pasada ocurri muchas cosas locas. Newt Gingrich es una persona mala. Herman Cain hacer sex con muchas personas. Y el matrimonio del Kim Kardashian no más. Esta y más en el última semana del mundo. That was it. That was pretty good. Thanks. Do you speak Spanish? Ah, uh, más o menos, pero hablar un poquito. I got, I got that Newt Gingrich is malo. Yeah, which, that. by the way, I, I realized reading that I've missed so far one of the biggest stories of the week. Herman Cain dropped out. I know. Well, he suspended his campaign. Which means I dropped out and I still want to spend my damn money. That is what it means, I think. Yeah, they I still think. get access to the campaign funds. What did you think of all of his affairs or, oh, excuse me, alleged? I loved the middle one. Thought that was the which hottest. One was, which uh, one was the middle one? No, I'm kidding. Uh, I did actually love the middle one. The The... Blonde woman who came out, I can't remember her name, the one who's, who said the whole thing about he drove me down the street in, in the car and uh, okay. put his hand yeah, on my leg because it, like, yeah. it was like a little porno story. It was like ridiculous. I don't want to hear any of it. It's all like too much for me. And I think the saddest part about it, though, is that, you know, I mean, the process is just so hard and so grueling. But if you're going to run for president, I mean – you have to assume these type of things will probably come to light if you have any indiscretions in your past. And I guess he just didn't think about it. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. It's just crazy that, you know, we went this journey with him and we we got to know him so <laughs> close. And now he just pulls the rug out from under us. And now the cane train has come to an end. The cane train into the station. pulled into the station for the last time. You know, they did asked. Did you see um, Kenan Thompson's sketch making fun of him on Saturday Night Live? I did. It was very funny. So funny. Very like, it was funny. like, it's garbage. It's all garbage. <laughs> it was Can so funny. Laugh? And I mean, Kane, it's just, it, nobody ever admits mistakes. It's just the ability that we never hold people so accountable that we get them all the way down to an actual having to stand by their actions. You can always just deny. You know what I mean? It's, it's just so weird to me that they'll, you know, you can be accused by so many people. Didn't happen. Probably didn't happen. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it didn't. Ah, look over here. Why can't we yeah, ever hold people accountable? it's always the best policy, but it's always, always, always the best policy in politics. Yeah. Always. Absolutely. You know, and there are ways that you can, you know, if you're truly regretful. I mean, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody's human. You yeah. know, I just think it's the lying that everybody can't. It's like, you know, a lot of people end up going to jail because they lied under oath, not for the actual action right it's the same thing and dishonesty but i found like him the, entertaining oh, like you definitely. said both of us would go have a beer with him so i would he's got that i would too he seems like fun i would like to sit next sit next to him at an arcade around a table with a huge 18 piece giant pizza 
<laughs> at an arcade. Yeah, an arcade. you and I. And then maybe we could jump in the balls together. It would be a great time. <laughs> oh, I used to hate those balls. Even when I was little, I thought they were dirty. What? I, like, I love those friends. balls. <laughs> no, I hate those balls. I would get lost in them. Even as a child, <laughs> they were dirty. Oh, no. It was so cute, that commercial, man. Back in the day, there was that young kid that saved up for two whole weeks to take his brother, Sidney, to Chuck E. Cheese. And and then it cuts this cute shot of Sydney, the little baby biting into one of those plastic balls, and he goes, "Sydney, you're not supposed to eat the ball." <laughs> How do you remember that entire thing? I don't really know, but it's a very specific memory, and it was probably one of my favorite commercials ever. I'm getting a little emotional even talking about it right now. I didn't like those balls. I thought they were dirty. I didn't want to get in them. Fair enough. For the record, that's probably our biggest political difference. <laughs> Is the the pit the balls the balls at Chuck E. Cheese? Yep. Now, you said that you would consider endorsing um, – not endorsing, but that you like certain things about Michelle Bachman as well. Um, mm-hmm. She was outed in a great video clip this week at one of her book signings. Um, a uh, mother walks up with her like nine – eight or nine-year-old boy, and the boy's really, really shy, and he, he's afraid to say what he's – and mom's like, do you have anything you want to say to Miss Bachman? And so Bachman's like, come on closer. Maybe I can't hear you. She like crawls over the table towards the young boy so she can get right near his ear. And the mm-hmm. and the young boy goes I know what you're referencing. Oh you do? Let yeah. me clue in let me clue in the rest of the audience and the young boy says, My mom is gay, but she doesn't need to be changed. And it like floored Michelle Bachman. She was stunned, didn't know how to respond. Um how I think she didn't know how to respond because it was a child being like put up. By someone, you know, I mean, it's a very uncomfortable situation. Oh, no, I, I just dislike when people use children as props in general with things. I, and, it depends um, what what kind of prop. Like, as a, like a substitute midget, sometimes what, what other choice do you have? <laughs> I, I don't No, I agree with either. you completely. Of course, you don't ever, ever want to exploit kids. I think it's weird when they make a kid express an opinion that's not his necessarily. And I saw the clip, and the child obviously didn't even understand what he was saying or... You know, he had to say it a few times, and I don't know. Right. I thought it was uncomfortable to watch. Right. The mom had a little microphone piece in his ear. It was very well very well planned. Um, yeah. But my point is, I know that you're somebody who, who pretty staunchly supports gay rights, and Michelle Bachman is so anti-gay rights. Um, I'm curious if you would be able to, to support a candidate who had such a differing view in such a major category like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm obviously pro-gay marriage and pro-gay rights in this country, and I was, um, you know, for the repealing of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Um, but I, I have found the movement somewhat stunted. I don't think President Obama is doing as much for gay rights as other candidates are. And, um, you know, I kind of want to cross the bridge when I get to it, depending on the nominee. Um, what I really liked about Michelle Blackman was I thought, thought she was just so personable and so warm, and I love all the things she's saying about national national defense, and she's very well-versed on not domestic politics and international politics, and um, I don't think she's necessarily been given a fair shot by the media, and as a woman, I can appreciate that, and I felt like I bonded with her, and there's always going to be things you disagree with with candidates, and obviously we have very differing opinions on when it comes to gay rights and gay marriage, but... Um, no candidate is ever going to 100% agree with me sure. on anything. And then Newt Gingrich is now in the lead in the polls. He's the one that's looking to win Iowa. What do you think about his surge and his viability? 
you know, I, I got in a fight with Newt Gingrich a little bit ago, and I just have. think, as we all, as we all have, <laughs> just think he's just, you know, unfortunately, Newt Gingrich is, uh, you know, sort of the definition of crony capitalism and, you know, old school politicians that have been in Washington too long. And just the fact that he was paid by Freddie Mac, which is one right. of the $1.6 million, which is basically one of the, you know, a large catalyst for the kind of recession that we're in scares me. And he comes with not just, not just luggage, but he comes with like trunks or baggage, you know what I mean? <laughs> He's going to, you know, I, he's not my candidate. I the Republicans like trunks. Him. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't. Do you like, do you like Newt Gingrich? No, I mean, I think, but like, that's another example of us not holding people to account. He got $1.4 million, right? Obviously, it's to lobby, 4. right? 1.6. Yeah. 1.6. And he says, in the debate, he says, it was as a historian. Or that's a really bad impression, but I was just kind of trying an attempt I thought I had in my head, and I don't. And I'm sorry that happened to everybody's ears. <laughs> But anyway, he said it was as a historian, which is, makes no sense. Nobody pays a historian $1.6 million. What, for a fancy scrapbook? Yeah, no, I agree. And so he why don't, the fact that he's obviously a lobbyist. Right. So why, do, why does the media – the media is – and maybe you can be part of helping to change this, even though I know you're not a reporter. You're there as a commentator. But it, it's to help just sharpen the media's edge a little bit so we at least press somebody on like – can you at least be upfront with us that it wasn't as a historian that you did some lobbying and let's have an honest conversation? Because if you don't start from honesty, there's no way to proceed as a country. And I think that's the biggest thing wrong with both sides and both parties. No, I agree. And I, I don't think it's, I think there has been a lot of attention that's been brought to the lobbying he did. Um, and people, I just think right now is the first time he's surging, which has really only been in the last, you know, week and a half, two weeks, if you will, not even. And I think really start scrutinizing him and his politics and his history. And I still think that Romney's more than likely going to be the nominee. Do you think I'm that candidates right should be, you said you're even right now? No, no, I said even even now. Oh, Romney, that, right. Even though that New Gingrich is surging. Do you think personal life should be fair game? Like should should in my opinion, Gingrich should be ruled out as the person we trust because he cheated on his first two wives, let alone when when they were sick. And I mean that 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 shows to me a a moral person. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely, I mean, I don't know if this. I had a discussion on air like last Thursday about this. Um, Republican voters traditionally really do analyze, you know, your personal life, the kind of family values you have, and you know, kind of moral backbone you have. And for me, it's just too much for me. I mean, I just, you know, three wives, and as you said, um, you know, his indiscretions that he's caught to. And I understand we're all human. If people make mistakes, people cheat sometimes. Life is complicated, um, you know. And I think that if he had, if I felt like he regretted it and he had some kind of like redemption, if you will, then I wouldn't have such a problem with it. But I just don't believe him. He's right. not my candidate. I don't right. like him. He's not my candidate. Yeah. And so that's just how I feel about it. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I agree. Um, in sports news, Tiger Woods finally snapped his two-year losing streak since winning the 2009 Australian Masters. He won just yesterday the Chevron – or two days ago the Chevron World Challenge. What do you think? Do you think he's coming back? And can we forgive him, Megan? I think I don't care. These are, I hate <laughs> sports things. I don't know anything about sports. I never pay attention. I mean, no, but I, just of course fact, I know who Tiger Woods is. Yeah, that, that, that he was on top. He, he, won, he used to win everything. He'd win every single tournament. And then it came out this huge sex scandal. He obviously cheated on his wife, wasn't 
immoral person in that respect, but people loved him. He was a great champion, got in his head since then, hasn't been able to win for two years. Do you think after some kind of a disgrace like that, that person deserves to get back on top? I think if he's winning because he's a good athlete, then it doesn't matter what he did or what he didn't, but I don't think he's going to ever be the, you know, the sort of all-American um, icon that he once was. Is that what you think? I think that's totally true. I mean, yeah, I think that's totally true. He he might end up doing like a pistachio nuts commercial or something. <laughs> I don't like those commercials. They're not annoying. well done. They're kind of annoying. They're weird. <laughs> didn't uh, didn't uh, Palin's kid do one of those? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. That I know of. If they did, I don't know. What are your thoughts on the fact that uh, Sarah Palin decided not to run? I you know I think it's her choice. I think she's probably happier being, um, you know, the, the spokesperson and having the kind of power she has. And you know, it's a tough race this time around. Yeah, that's true. You wouldn't have been in her corner though if she'd come out, would you? You're not. You're not a huge fan of hers, are you? Um, you know, I I have like things I really like about her and things I don't like about her. Um, you know, we'd I'd have to hear what she had to say. I've you know I've never had the opportunity to vote for her, and I think it's been sort of over embellished the degree that I you know don't like her. I respect her and all the things she brought to my father's campaign. I think she's done a lot of things that are amazing, and there are other things that I just disagree with. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, it's true for all of us. I would be afraid if she was president that two years in, though, she would decide she wanted to be a sports commentator or something. What are you doing to me with these questions, Ben? Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Obama's going on a 17-day holiday. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. That's, a, a, that's absurd. It's really long. I know. I think it's ridiculous. He's going on such a long vacation. He's yeah. He's in cheek you know? I don't get why during why during your four years can't you just take no vacations? Like many people don't take any vacations. I think a seventeen day Hawaiian tropical getaway with no scheduled meetings is like like a real slap in the face to people who are struggling. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's inappropriate to take that much time up. I mean, I do think politicians and the president can have some allotted amount of time off. Um, you know, if they will, like some, you know, weekends off and whatever and Christmas off. But I think it's an absurd amount of time to be taking off, especially in, you know, the unemployment is at 9.8%. Um, you know, there's a lot of crazy things going on. and 9.8? It's ridiculous. No, it came down to 8.6. 8.6. All right. Well. It just came yeah. out. It just came out. The This is just like, I think, at the end of yesterday. So you might have missed the... Uh, Story, but the report just came out. Eight point six, hundred twenty thousand jobs added. But of course, there's a lot of seasonal jobs boost that, and fifteen thousand of those dropped out. That's so absurdly high. It's crazy high. Mm-hmm. It's too high to be taking a long Hawaiian vacation. Yes, in my opinion. At least just take a, just just have a bunch of meetings set up just to give the meetings setting up people jobs. Yes, I agree. Create some I job for Colonel. I agree. All right, nice. Um, we are pretty much out. There is um a couple announcements. And, oh, and then a couple announcements, and then one last story. Is there anything, Megan, you want to tell us when your book with Mike Lee and Black's coming out? Anything you want to plug? Anything at all? Your Twitter, whatever. No, just watch MSNBC, everyone. <laughs> nice. Please. <laughs> Definitely send in good comments to the network about Megan's reports. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you. Maybe they can have you on in some context, but 
maybe not. That would be yeah. fun. That would be a lot of mm-hmm. fun. I can I cannot go on weird tangents if it were on a political show. <laughs> no, you can't talk about um, your fake last name and if you were married to a girl with the last name Blitz. You can't <laughs> go on those kind of tangents, but I can easily stay focused. Like right now, if I really wanted to, I love applesauce, all of its forms. I love applesauce, I want some more. But I could usually probably do it. <laughs> um, follow at Ben Glebe, B-E-N-G-L-E-I-B on Twitter. That's You'll get all announcements about when these episodes drop, and um, you can leave me comments there. Um, Megan, I can't thank you enough for being my second guest. I really appreciate of it. Of course. Congratulations on your new show. Thank you. And Thank you so much. Congratulations. I'll be looking to it. I'm going to download it. Thank and you I so much. Been, I hope it's been a good guest. It's a little late at night here at the end of a long day, so yeah. I hope I did an okay job. You're amazing. You're in New York. You you abandoned me, and you're still making time for me to rub it in, and I love you about that. <laughs> good. Um, well, congratulations on your new show. Thank you so much, and uh, I will walk you guys out with this last uh, story, this last headline, just something that maybe gives us a little hope. Because a lot of crazy things do happen during the last week on Earth every week. Um, NASA's Kepler mission just confirmed its first planet that it's located that's in the habitable zone of a sun-like star. They still don't know if it's primarily gaseous, liquid, or solid. But they know it's in the right range and it could have the right conditions for life. So... If we keep yeah, for the record, that was by far my favorite story this week. I read that online. <laughs> Wasn't I was that like, a cool story? Life in outer space. <laughs> yes, totally, I love it. Totally cool story, and really gives us hope that we could start building rockets and just start. If we mess this place up worse, we could just take off. Start colonizing other places. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. I love that story too. It's a real cool story. If we were going to start colonizing other planets, would it be better for the peace and? And happiness of future America if the Republicans went to one planet and the Democrats went to another? Or do you think we're going to be able to evolve to a place where both parties can get along like 90% of the time like adults? No, I'm an eternal optimist. I still think. Hold on. You just cut out during the sentence, I'm an eternal optimist. So please be cutting back <laughs> now and say that again. I'm, I'm the eternal optimist and I always feel like we're going to come together and I always believe that are ahead of us and we have more in common than we do apart and that's how I feel so I want us all to go together Republicans and Democrats to that planet Vulcan that has water and life possibly <laughs> uh, yeah hopefully it has all that that would be good hopefully it's got my uh, protein bars as well <laughs> and, uh, stand up yeah we'll do there. little shows it'll be good and and you know if hopefully human history goes that way but you know, it would have been an interesting alternate version if right when the phone cut out, when you said, I'm an eternal optimist, right then was – that was like when the planet had enough. That would have been weird, <laughs> weird timing. It would have been awful. Yeah. See, but that – A, that would be awful for sure. But B, that's not the way that I intended this show's title to be interpreted. Let's look <laughs> on the sunny side of life like Monty Python once told us. So maybe on that note, we'll – Send you out. Till next week. This has been The Last Week on Earth. And this is Monty Python with Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. Thanks for listening. The bright side of life. Always look on the light side of life. 
If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten. And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing. When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps. Just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing. Hey, always look on the bright side of life. This has been a production of Smodcast Internet Radio.